Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a uh, Monday episode of Tej Talks, where I will talk about what I've been up to, because I don't think I've done one of these for for a while, for like two months. Um, what actually happened is I just recorded an episode with Camilla, hashtag essay girl, and then I put my mic away and I did some editing and some other work and I looked at the time and it's 11.15 on Sunday and I said, oh, I meant to release this episode on Monday. And I thought, yeah, let me film it on Sunday because I'll have loads of time because I want you all to have a really updated version, because so much happens on Saturday and Sunday, right? So yeah, silly me. Um, But let's get into it. So uh, at the moment, the past few months have been quiet. Um, I've been viewing a bit. I've had offers out. I've had offers rejected. Um, I spent a little bit of time in Birmingham. I've been working with some deal sources to look for the right deals, which haven't come my way, apart from the one I'll talk about. Um... You know what, I've kind of been focusing on my day job, getting as many hours in as possible, working on my kind of brand, because my contract with my current job is ending in about a week and a a half, once that's happened, I'm pretty much going to be sort of 90% in property, Um, and it's not 100% for, for a reason that simply my recruitment business has, you know, a couple of clients where you know, it does not take a lot of time for me because I've done it for so long. I know them really well. They are they are incredible to work with. I can make enough money to, you know, live off, be financially free, whatever you want to call it, from, I don't know, let's say a maximum of 24 hours a month. That's an absolute maximum. It's probably more like 12. Um, and so therefore that 10% is going to still carry on. But you know, the other 90% is is pure property. So, you know, I've got to kind of look at some of the areas I was considering, you know, I was considering Birmingham, uh, the Midlands. However, I'm kind of finding it difficult to find some housing associations who will kind of give you guaranteed leases and take the property off your hands, you know, in terms of a HMO, because I'm looking for a kind of a, uh, a kind of more straightforward hands-off piece in the Midlands. Um, however, since there's a lot of London money going up there, there's a lot of economical and fundamental reasons as to why it's a good place to invest. So kind of struggling to find things that are BMV um, or kind of have enough margin in it for what I'm looking for. So I'm still considering areas just outside of Birmingham that are not Birmingham directly. Um, but I you know, I kind of need to go back to the drawing board and this will happen in in about a week or so and say, look, what areas am I actually going to focus on? And I think Wales is going to be a big area for me. Um, and, you know, once I've decided this strategy and it's looking like it's going to be Wales, you know, I'll be there, you know, three days a week, probably every week, you know, rent a, a cheap essay room, be viewing properties, meeting agents, doing direct vendor campaigns, doing everything. Um that I need to be doing Um, and that's because of the opportunity I see there Uh, and I guess the kind of network that I'm building over there of very friendly people, Navalis. So that's kind of a little bit up in the air. Uh, However, I am buying a property in Wales at the moment. It's in, it's near Neath in South Wales. 
Uh, it's, it's fairly close to Cardiff, fairly close to Swansea and kind of Port Talbot. So it's a standard three-bedroom Welsh terraced house. You know, you'll, if you saw a picture of it, you wouldn't be able to tell where it is in Wales. It's, um, it's the very kind of standard design that they have. Um, and the purchase price is £50,000. Uh, it's sort of probate, which has gone through probate now, so passed down to the kids. Um, it The market values are you what things are selling at and have sold at on the road in, in that little town are about 80 to 90, depending on finish, depending on size and location. So, you know, Brexit aside and Rick's down valuing whatever, you know, we're looking at a 75, 80k reval kind of conservatively, um, because if it didn't have the few kind of issues I'll get to, it would it would be worth that much. So it's a £50,000 purchase price. It's a £5,000 refurb. And the refurb consists of essentially fixing some damp that's come through from a, a poor guttering on one of the bay windows, and I think, believe, down the back. So it's fixing that, taking the... Um, hacking the sort of the, the plaster off, I believe, replastering it, um, repainting it, and putting some new units in the kitchen because the kitchen has the sort of floor units, the worktop, and nothing on top, and some weird tiles. So it's kind of strange. Um, but generally speaking, it's got uh, like, I believe it's beach. I don't know if that's the colour, laminate flooring. Um, it is magnolia. So I'm going to get that painted to white and grey. The bathroom is... It's not old school, but it's probably kind of what your auntie lives in. Um, it's I'm not changing it due to the kind of tenants that are in this area. It's not. Yeah, you'll get working professionals, but this is not um, Ealing. This is not Shoreditch. Like you're not going to necessarily have the kind of tenant types who want the super, super fancy stuff. Um, and I totally kind of I'm, a, I'm an advocate for, you know, making your product suit your customers. And in this case... Yeah, white and grey, it's going to happen, but I'm not installing a brand new white shiny kitchen. I'm not installing a cool grey and blue spec kitchen. I mean, bathroom, sorry, because it's not necessarily worth it um, in this demographic because the main thing I'm looking for is cash flow. Yeah, there may be a bit of capital appreciation, but you know, Wales is not really known or has a huge history of that. So it's a lot of it is about cash flow. Um, so it's a 50 grand purchase price, 5k refurb, um, there's a 5k sourcing and PM fee on top, which is hefty. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and then you got kind of the legals coming in at about 600 survey was 357 pounds stamp duty, I believe is 1,300. So with all my calculations with a bit of a contingency, I'm all in for about 63,000 pounds. Uh, and if it revals, conservatively the 75% mortgage will be at £60,000 again roughly so it's leaving three grand in or you know if it revalues non-conservatively then it, it will potentially leave no money in if not take some money out whether I would take money out for or just get a lower LTV I'd probably get a lower LTV just for the benefit of cash flow because it's an investment so I can leave a little bit in not a problem um, I was going to buy it all with cash 50k straight up then I thought wait a minute I can split 50k four ways like this no no no. I'm not doing this at all that makes no sense um why would I even think that right so splitting it four ways I'm bridging it I won't say who the bridging lender is now but I'll tell you right now they are a pain in the ass 
ridiculous sort of weird paperwork they want taking ages to get back not being clear in their communications it's it's weird they're known for being fast and weird weird in a good way but they're giving me a headache um solicitors have been cool if you need a good solicitor let me know um I'll introduce you to, to my friend who, who knows a lot of them and introduces me to them. They've been good. Um, of course, you know, you have to chase. Uh, solicitors are not really that proactive. But um, actually, they've, they've been more proactive than, you know, potentially other solicitors. Um, again, survey company, I can introduce you to them. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Drop me a message and I'll dig up the, the company of who it was. That price is 357 might only be because it's Wales and everything's super cheap. So I'll, I'll let you know. Um, so I'm waiting for the bridging finance to come through. We've got contracts. It You know, we could exchange maybe end of next week, but just waiting on this bridging company, which is fun and very irritating. But my broker, um, my broker is Aaron Sahanta. He's not hugely active on Facebook yet, but if you, you know, if you want to speak to him, just, just speak to him. Lovely guy. You know, I've had dinner with his family. Um, you know, great friend of mine and a very, very competent broker who worked on some really, really big deals as well as, you know, the kind of tiny stuff that I've got here at 50k. So I believe if I remember correctly, the loan is about 37k. It might sound less than a 75% LTV. That's because I said to them, please take your legal costs off it take your you know take all your upfront costs just take it off the loan I, I don't want to have to pay them or what I just want them to give me that and be done with it because at the end of the day that money's going to them anyway so my loan is always going to be cut short by their costs so I said to, to Aaron look please can we just take it off the front end makes my life easier less paperwork less banking for me to do as well and I'm paying the interest monthly because um, the place should be tenanted after about a month. The refurb shouldn't take longer than that, really. So I'll be making profit second or third month, even while it's on a bridge. Um, the interest on a bridge, I believe, is is 1% a month. 1% in, 1% out. Um, I am, I guess, sort of joint venturing on this with my mum. I don't own a residence. I have minimal income because I'm self-employed. I keep it all in cash in the bank, you know, to loan to a limited company, to... to um, to buy property with so I'm not really that lendable and it, this has actually been a difficulty um there were pretty much two or three bridging lenders who would lend this small um and then when it comes to re to mortgaging um it's a lot easier with my mum because you know she's a proper adult she has a real job she um owns her own property unencumbered so you know very lendable in that sense so um and she's always you know be interested in a bit of property so you know we're kind of working on that uh the plan is to bridge it hold it for six months get it remortgaged hopefully on a on a standard kind of rate and then to rent it out uh it should bring in anywhere from 200 to, to about 260 a month in terms of cash flow again really depends on the mortgage rate i get costs and voids 200 is sort of the worst case cool i'm, I'm more than happy with that it doesn't sound like a lot but again and, you know, depending on the reval, my return on cash employed, my ROAS, could be anywhere from 25% to 50 to 70 to, you know, unlimited, if that even exists, right? So the figures are looking quite good on it. The survey came back and thank the Lord, there's no subsidence like the first one. So we're all sort of good to go ahead. There's no issues that I'm aware of. Um, and, you know, it's it's a pretty good deal in terms of how it all stacks up. And, you, you know, 
£200 a month is, is not a lot of money, let's be honest, right? Um, I mean, when I compare it to my salary, it's not a lot at all. Um, but what I, how I kind of think of it is, one, I'm not necessarily in this for the money. I'm in, I'm in it for what the money affords me. And I kind of do this thing where I break down the cost. So, for example, I'm like, okay, £200 a month. What is that? That is my cheese supply for a month. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. It's not. That's, that, that's like £400. No, anyways, I'm kidding. £200 a month is my insurance a month, car insurance a month, my diesel a month, and maintenance of my car, and maybe a couple of sort of um, bits of transport to client meetings. So for me, I'm like, okay, cool. This first property has meant that I now essentially have a free car. And if I was leasing a car, then, you know, again, I could say, cool, £200 a month, that's the cost of leasing a car. My next buy to let, a £200 a month, that's the cost of petrol, insurance, maintenance, having fun with it, getting it washed. And I kind of think of it like that, right? So I'm like, okay, next £200 is going to be my monthly shop. Next uh, HMO at 900 a month, that's going to be my mortgage, my residential mortgage. I live in London, so that's why it will, it will be £900 a month between two. And that's actually split between two people. Yeah, London it ain't cheap. Um, And then I think, OK, cool. The next HMO is going to be my holiday money. The next buy to let is going to be my, I don't know, cosmetics money. Yes, I like to moisturize and exfoliate. Y'all need to be on this. I'm telling you, anti-aging. Um, you know what I mean? And I think that's a nice way of thinking of it because you don't get too caught up in like, ooh, money, money, money. You're like, what is money getting me? So it's a little kind of tip. I don't know if that helps anyone, but it's really helped me contextualize, you know, only £200 a month to actually be something really meaningful. And that's that on the property front. You know, I tried to raise angel um, finance for my first deal. I probably didn't try as hard as I could have, but guess what? I didn't get any funding. So you know, here's a story for TED Talks. Investor tries to get funding, doesn't get any, right? Um, and that's a part of reality. But I'm reflecting and analysing on what I did and didn't do and how I need to do better next time. And obviously next time I'll have a property under my belt. So there'll be a lot more um, confidence and a lot more, well, there'll, there'll be a, a portfolio that I can say, hey, you know, I'm an adult. I've done this before. You know, let's Let's kind of invest. And the investor that I had originally... Um, had to put his money elsewhere and you know very very apologetic and was like you know really want to work with you and I was like look it's totally fine like you know money's money it, it comes and goes and goes where it needs to go so like not a problem at all and we're still friends of course you know um, so that also happened in terms of that um, I, I how long has it been since I, I it's probably been at least three weeks since the kind of offer was accepted in terms of getting contracts and this is something that like people don't really talk about, you know, like, why is it taking so long? Like, just give me a house, right? Like, when will blockchain just take over this convincing process or something? Like, it's so slow. And wh- why is this lender so slow? Like, this is irritating me. Like, I'm, I'm trying to build a portfolio here, guys. Can you just uh, get a move on? You know, and it's, it is stressful in a way. But you just have to kind of accept it and be like, you know what, this is this industry. You know, I'm a recruiter. I'm used to making a placement, getting paid in two weeks and then that's it, on to the next. I'm not used to this waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, And yeah, 
I just want to share that with you because it is an aspect that, yeah, just doesn't get talk, you know spoken about. It's like, oh, deal accepted. Refurb done. Tenants in. And you kind of don't remember how long ago the person posted the first aspect, right? And, and we don't even remember when we posted it because these things can take a while. And I'm, you know, there's land deals and big developments that take months and years. So, I'm, you know, who am I to complain, really? But I've potentially uh, already raised five grand for the refurb from someone I know um, and also from an Instagram post you might be thinking why would you give away your interest on five grand like you have five grand yeah I do but what I don't have is a relationship with someone who has five grand who potentially has more you know um, and so that's what really matters to me it's like it's five grand it's, it's nothing but I'm going to give them eight percent on that um, and you know they're over the moon with that already and then it's, it's about the relationship you know and I really like this person already and we're friends and I want them to, to come into property and I want them, I want to show them what property is about. So sometimes it's, yeah, you know, you're borrowing money, you're getting interest, but you're building something a lot more meaningful and long term than, you know, not doing it and just putting on a credit card or, you know, something like that. Right. Um, uh, that's my view on it anyway. I know my friend Shabazz would say, yo, just put it on a credit card, um, which again makes financial sense. Um, and he'd also agree with, you know, the kind of investor part of it, right? Um, so yeah, that's what's happening on the deal front. You know, I'm ready to buy four more, you know, buy to lets. Um, you know, ideally, ideally I want a block of flats. Uh, it's kind of like a HMO, but less hassle because they're all contained, that all the humans are contained away from each other. So there's no arguing over the milk um, and crumbs and, and stuff like that. So that would be the ideal in the Midlands or in Wales. So, you know, once I've decided my focus, I will, you know, probably Wales will be sourcing that myself. Um, I've seen some interesting stuff so far. And I'm interested in, in interesting deals and creative deals and things like that. So if you're working on anything in, you know, South Wales in particular or the Midlands or maybe even Manchester or Liverpool, I'd more than consider it. Um, you know, because I believe as long as you've got a network up there and you believe in the city and it has the fundamentals, then, you know, you can you can invest in, in certain places that you that aren't necessarily your gold mine because they are a gold mine of sorts. Um, so I've also got some potential deals in the pipeline that are, you know, sort of have offers on them that I'm chasing up and I'm keeping in contact with agents about. So, you know, could be looking for funding in the future. Um, you know, in terms of Tej Talks, uh, it's, it's carrying on as it is. You know, we've got some really exciting guests. Uh, I think last week actually was the highest spike in listeners on a release day, which was Miss Well, Chris Taylor's podcast was released on that day. I believe it was eight hundred seventy-one listeners in one one day. Um, before that, it was like seven hundred twenty, and before that, I think it was about seven hundred, and then before that, about five hundred. So it's kind of it's increasing. I've got some video collaborations with Ravi and James from the Ravi and James Show, which we're just editing because there's so much content because we just had such a laugh and had like six cameras and 10 mics and it, it, it you know they love their tech you know boys and their toys and um, so that stuff is coming out featuring some very bright jumpers from myself obviously and some outfit changes midway um so look out for those on my youtube channel if you're not following tej.talks please do follow also going to make some videos with ash anderson um also with Jess and Jordan from the Jess and Jordan show up in Coventry they were recently interviewed by Samuel Leeds they have achieved some incredible things so I am really really looking forward to that um and just you know keep an eye out on the website and join up the mailing list ted-talks.com property 
There's going to be some interesting things coming through as I have more and more time to focus on this, uh, my property company, Bricks and More. Get it? Bricks and Mortar, but like Bricks and More, giving you more. Yeah, you get it. Um, so look, I hope this update has been useful. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do for the next few Mondays. Uh, Mindful Monday got quite a good reception. Uh, if you have any feedback or any tips or anything or suggestions of what I could do on Mondays that you've particularly liked, please let me know more than happy to have a chat and, and, you know, hear your suggestions. You know, this is for you. So I want to know what you want. Hope that update has been useful on where I'm at. Um, to hashtag, to, to summarize in one line, sorry, waiting on bridging lenders to not be so slow. And yes, that is it. I'll keep you updated as this property goes along and on my adventures. Follow me on Instagram if you're not already, tej.talks. And I look forward to speaking to you or hopefully meeting you or getting you on the podcast one day. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.